Hi, everybody. This is Dr. Eric Corum, founder of AIM7. Welcome back to The Blueprint, where we distill cutting-edge science, leadership, and life skills into simple tactics optimized for your busy lifestyle and goals. Today, I'm going to be talking about something that's had a tremendous impact on my life and the way that I think, and that is Brazilian jiu-jitsu. I started my jiu-jitsu journey in 2018 after my family moved from Houston to Virginia. Now, my oldest son and my wife had already been doing jiu-jitsu. As a matter of fact, Brian Cushing, the former linebacker for the Texans, had recommended jiu-jitsu as a great martial arts for my son. And we found a studio, or really a network of them that we loved with Professor Brian Marvin. So my oldest son is training and my wife soon hops in. Yeah, that's right. My wife. She absolutely loved it. She's an amazing athlete. She actually outranks me. She's a brown belt and she's an absolute stud. But little did I know that BJJ was going to significantly change my decision-making processes and how I view problems. So there's a few things I want to highlight today. And the first one of those things is how BJJ has taught me patience with progress. Now, my background from a standpoint of engaging in exercise and different sports is pretty diverse. I played junior high, high school, college football. I've done golf, baseball. I did a little bit of wrestling in high school. I threw the discus and shot put. So I've tried a whole lot of things. But the first time I rolled, that's what we call grappling and jujitsu, was an eye-opening experience. First of all, I felt like a total fool. I didn't know what was going on, and I was very helpless. People that were significantly smaller than me were choking me out, and basically I was just getting dominated the entire time. And that first day, I actually trained with my wife, and that was a really bad day. I think she was a blue belt at the time, and I couldn't do anything. And needless to say, I couldn't look at her at dinner all night. I just felt ashamed, which I shouldn't have, but she just made me like a fool. And really, I felt helpless for about three to four months. And then I started learning a few techniques. I started understanding where I was on the mat, you know, what a guard was, how to frame somebody, but I was still getting tapped all the time. I felt like I was very below average, which I still probably am. But my professor at the time where I was training in Virginia really encouraged me to go compete in a competition, local competition. And so I did. And if you've ever stepped into a situation where somebody's coming at you with the intent to inflict pain, then your mind begins to think a bit differently. Now, this was different than my experience in football because in football, there's a team aspect to it. Also, I think just personally, I had so many reps at that that I felt confident whenever I stepped in a situation. But this was different. I had never met this person. I hadn't watched film on them. And here they are, roughly the same rank, stepping on a mat. And you've, you've got to go into the situation and you've got to be calm, but you've got to be able to control yourself or else you're going to get submitted. And I ended up winning the tournament, uh, which was a big surprise to me. Didn't mean I was great or anything like that, but it was a big shot in the arm. I ended up struggling <laughs> for the next two years, learning, getting beat up. I had a wonderful training partner who beat the snot out of me every single day but it made me so much better. I ended up moving to Houston and I felt like I was starting all over again. New coach, new system, new way of talking, new language, new people. And it took me several months before I felt comfortable on the mats. I was eventually just recently promoted to purple belt, which I would say is a significant accomplishment in the sport because most people quit 
during the blue belt ranks. I'm still very much an amateur. As a matter of fact, last night I went and rolled after I got my purple belt first training session on the mat, and it was one of the hardest sessions I've had in a very long time. Here's my point. Jiu-jitsu is one of these journeys that takes years. It's not like other martial arts where you can get to black belt in two or three years. It's going to take at least 10, unless you're a phenom. And you have to have patience with progress. You really have to be patient with the situation. You have to understand that there is so much to learn. And if you're not patient, you're going to quit. And this has carried over into other areas of my life where I realize now, like, you're not going to be good the first try or the second or the 50th. But if you want to be good at something, it's going to take patience and it's going to take consistency. The next thing I want to talk about is thinking under pressure. You know, when somebody is trying to choke you or they're putting a ton of pressure, physically putting pressure on you. There's one person I've been rolling against recently who's very strong, probably outweighs me by 70 to 80 pounds, and he puts a lot of pressure on me and it's really hard to breathe. You have to be able to regain control of your thinking when your heart is beating through the roof because you're rolling with somebody that's outranks you several belts and their processing speed is much faster. You're having to exert so much more energy to kind of keep up, which you're really not or I'm not. But something I've learned, I was working um, as a subcontractor and I had the opportunity to go work with the 75th Ranger Regiment. And I asked one of their psychologists, you know, what do you tell these guys when they're experiencing significant pain so that they can bring their focus back to the present moment? She told me, I tell them to focus on breathing through their nose and literally feeling the air run across the hairs in their nostrils. What it's doing is is it's it's basically a mindfulness technique where it's bringing your attention back to the present moment. And when you can bring your attention back to the present moment, you start to begin to realize you have options. You begin to realize that the moment isn't as bad as you think it is. Whereas if you let your mind kind of start running wild, then things can get out of control. And this can be used for any situation that you come up against. Maybe you're going up against something at work or in your family where the moment feels huge. If you can regain control of your mental state, you can then begin to review your options and how you want to respond. You then begin to respond to stress instead of react to stress. And actually, there's a great podcast that's going to come out here in a little while with Dave Wood. And I think you guys are really going to like that. But that's something that's really helped me out. Jiu-Jitsu has taught me to be more calm under pressure. The third thing is humility. You can't judge anybody by what you quote see. What I mean by this is some people come in all different shapes and sizes. Some people look like an Adonis, you know, and they aren't that great. Some people are short and stocky and don't seem to have a you know ton of muscle and they will make you look like a fool. Why? Because of their technique, which is this transcends all different types of sports, all different activities. The most skilled person typically wins. So when you're rolling with a stranger, they could be bigger than you. Like I remember one guy who came in on the mat and he was talking all this noise and he was a really big guy and he, you know, picked me to be his training partner that day. I had no idea who this was. He was visiting from out of town. I was like, oh my gosh, this guy's going to be crazy. We rolled and I just blew right through him. On other situations, I've been totally embarrassed, quote, embarrassed, which I really shouldn't be, by somebody that's smaller, more agile, quicker, and has better technique. That's where humility comes in. 
And the great thing about jujitsu is if you do it right, you can engage in combat with somebody. And at the end, shake their hand, smile, give them a hug. And there's a bit of healthy respect there. This humility can be carried over to any other part of your life. And it's really helped me out a lot. Last thing I want to discuss is taking confident actions anchored in the knowledge and skill set that you have at the current moment. At some point, you have to shoot your shot. And in jujitsu, unless you're John Danahar, you know, and, and as you're going up the ranks, you have one or two options and then you go up another belt and maybe have three or four. And then, you know, the point of being a black belt is you have all these experiences and your optionality is through the roof because you've trained it over time. But you have to take confident action, leveraging the skill and technique that you have in the moment. And then, yeah, you may get tapped or you may get beat or somebody may, you know, score some points on you or get you in a bad spot. But if you don't take action, inaction is just as bad. Because if you get in a bad spot and you aren't willing to move and to do something, you know, you're going to get yourself hurt. And, And this goes for anything in life, whether it's a startup like I'm working through right now, take your shot. Whether it's a difficult, you know, work project, take your shot. It's a family situation you're working through. Think through it. Take your shot. It's the only way you can learn. It's the only way you can grow. It's the only way you can get better. So if anybody's out there that has never tried jujitsu, this is my endorsement for the sport. You can go as hard as you want. You know, you can come in as a competitive athlete. You, I've seen people that are all ages, sizes, shapes, athletic background experiences. It's one of the most wonderful sports. It's an amazing community that you can engage in. And I'm forever grateful to be on this journey. Speaking of journeys, we have thousands of people that are downloading the Blueprint podcast every month. We got people that are downloading five, six, eight times in a month, listening to almost every single episode, which is amazing. Something that I need your help with, though, is we need more comments and reviews in the Apple podcast app. This is the lifeblood of the Blueprint because Apple will prioritize podcasts that have more comments, more reviews, because they will push it out to more people because they're going to say, hey, this message is great. So if you're one of those folks that's been listening, that's been engaging, and you haven't left us a comment review, push pause right now. Go leave that comment and review. We'd love to hear from you. We appreciate you. We're thankful for the support, and we're excited for what's to come in the next year. Thanks again for listening, and I'll catch you on the next episode.